This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 110. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So first of all, I want to apologize to my listeners. I generally do the news and rumors episodes on Sunday. And to be completely honest with my listeners, I totally forgot yesterday. I don't know why. Apparently, I had a brain fart or something. I recorded a new YouTube video for my Aperture Assassin channel, but then totally forgot the podcast episode. So I'm releasing this one on Monday, December 7th. And I want to say happy birthday to my younger brother, Danny, who turns 45 today. I hope you have a good day. All right, so let's get into the news and rumors from the big four manufacturer rumor sites and see what we have going on for the week of December 6th, 2020. Let's do this. All right, so first up, will the Canon EOS R5S come with a pixel shift-like feature? Now, this story was updated on Canon Rumors on December 2nd, 2020. I have received very few tidbits about the upcoming high-megapixel RF mount camera coming from Canon, but that has started to change over the last couple of weeks. Anything in the quotes below is directly from what I have been told. The information sent did require a bit of reading between the lines, and I've done my best to be accurate. I have been told the following about the upcoming Canon EOS R5S, which is currently an unofficial name, but I do agree with uh, the person that owns Canon Rumors. I believe that more than likely it will be called the EOS R5S. I've said that for the longest time because this is going to be the direct mirrorless replacement for the Canon 5DS and 5DSR. So anyways, approximately 90 megapixel sensor, Quote, pixel shift-like feature to add resolution, perhaps like Fujifilm's feature in the GFX100. Total resolution north of 300 megapixels, end quote. That is impressive. Those are going to be some massive RAW files if the total resolution will be upwards of 300 megapixels. Nearly identical body design is the Canon EOS R5. Video features are not a focus of the Canon EOS R5S. Image stabilization will be a slightly different version, that's in quotes, from the current RF mount cameras. Pricing will be similar to the Canon EOS R5. Announcements scheduled for quarter one of 2021. All announcements are still a moving target for obvious reasons. So I just want to take a moment right now and say this is great news. I'm really excited by this. As my listeners know, I had the Canon EOS R5S and absolutely loved that 50 megapixel sensor and the dynamic range that that camera had. It was a beast for high resolution images. Now, I did get rid of mine 
but I replaced it with the Fujifilm GFX 50R, which is a 51 megapixel medium format camera with really impressive dynamic range. So this news on the Canon EOS R5S is super exciting. I don't really give a crap if it has any video features at all because I would be buying this camera strictly for its stills capabilities as would most photographers. Most people are that are going to buy this camera want that super high megapixel high resolution sensor they're not going to care about the video capabilities of the camera, and I certainly do not. Um, this particular camera, I'm going to pass on the R5 because I don't have a need for 8K video. I know they fixed the fake overheating issues with a firmware update, which is fantastic, but I just don't have a need for that camera. That's why I'm planning to get the R5. Uh, R6 instead in the at the beginning of 2021. But when the R5S comes out, even if it's going to be the same $3,500 price point as the R5, I will definitely be getting one of these cameras um, because it's really got me excited. I've been really looking forward to it. And 300 megapixels total resolution with pixel shift would be absolutely stellar. So I'm really excited about that. All right, next up from Canon Rumors for this past week, uh, RF Cinema Zoom Lenses. Canon News has uncovered a patent that appears to show RF mount cinema zoom lenses. It looks like these are cinema lenses because of their complexity and larger image height of 14 millimeters. APS-C lenses from Canon tend to have an image height of 13.66 millimeters. Japan Patent Application 2020-194056 for the Canon Cinema RF 18-55 f2, focal length 18.51 millimeters, uh, 34.71 millimeters, and 55.0 millimeters. Those are the various focal lengths. F number 2.06 throughout. Half angle of view, 37.10 degrees, 21.97 degrees, and 14.28 degrees. Image height, 14 millimeters throughout. Total lens length, 250.01 millimeters at the 18 millimeter focal length, 250.01, 250.01 throughout. Back focus, 12.95 millimeters, 12.95 millimeters throughout. Now, the Canon RF Cinema 16-70 f2.8, focal length 16.51 millimeters, 36.08 millimeters, and 68.0 millimeters. F-stop is f2.8 throughout. Half angle of view, 40.30 degrees, 21.21 degrees, and 11.63 degrees. Image height, again, 14 millimeters throughout, and back focus 24.40 millimeters throughout. Next up is the Canon RF Cinema 19-50 f2, focal length 19.01 millimeters, 33.19 millimeters, and 50.0 millimeters. F number is 2.05, and I don't know why, but under the other two focal lengths, it says 2.06. I don't know why it would fluctuate by 0.01 at the other two focal lengths. Half angle of view, 36.38 degrees, 22.87 degrees, and 15.64 degrees. Image height is 14 millimeters throughout. Total lens length, 225.07 millimeters throughout. Back button, back button focus, is, or back focus is 13.38 millimeters throughout. And the last one is a rumored Canon Cinema RF 18-55 F2. 
Focal lengths 18.51 millimeters, 34.86 millimeters, and 55 millimeters. F number 2.06 throughout, half angle of view 37.10, 21.88 degrees, and 14.28 degrees. Again, image height 14 millimeters throughout. Total lens length 235.03 millimeters throughout and back focus 12.94 millimeters throughout. So this is certainly some exciting news. It looks like Canon is working on some really great cinema RF lenses for the cinematographers out there. And that's not unexpected since they're making, uh, they're now starting to make R-mount cinema cameras. It only makes sense that they'd start making some R-mount cinema lenses so that's definitely exciting for the cinematographers out there that love to shoot with their canon gear siru 1.33x anamorphic lenses coming to canon cinema eos c70 with mtf services rf mount conversion Affordable 35mm f1.8 and 50mm f1.8 anamorphic lenses now available pre-converted to RF mount by UK lens specialists. MTF Services has released new RF mount converted lenses for the popular Siru, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, it's S-I-R-U-I 1.33X anamorphic lenses. Users of the Red Komodo and Canon C70 can now enjoy using the Ciro 35mm 1.8 and the 50mm 1.8 anamorphic lenses to shoot stunning 2.4 to 1 cinemascope images. Available from today, the, dis- the bespoke converted lenses are based on the Micro Four Thirds versions of the Ciro 50 and 35 1.8 respectively. Each lens retains its compact dimensions, allowing for easy handheld or gimbal operation. The conversion needs to be performed by MTF services and requires precise mechanical modification of the lens to allow fitting of the new mount. The lenses are available pre-converted via authorized MTF service dealers. The MTF services RF mount converted lenses uh, shows pictures of them. Uh, the Ciro anamorphic lenses are well known for creating a sought-after anamorphic look. The lenses have a 1.33x wider horizon field of view versus the vertical one. When the pictures are de-squeezed in post-production, they turn from standard 16:9 or 17:9 ratio images into cinemascope letterbox ones. The result emulates the look often seen on big motion pictures with horizontal blue streak highlights and bokeh with elongated defocused areas. The red Komodo sensor is fully covered by the image circle of both of these lenses converted by MTF services. This means that full 6K resolution of the sensor can be used to create anamorphic images. Canon RF mount camera users can also benefit. The new Canon C70 is fully covered and can create 4K 2.4 to 1 anamorphic images with the MTF services converted through lenses. The Canon EOS R 4K video mode is also fully covered. With the newer Canon EOS R5, the lens image circles do not fully cover the full frame sensor, but can still be used if the user is prepared to accept the vignette effect and crop the image in post-production which requires the user to shoot in full frame mode and then crop the image in post-production to the equivalent of around 1.35x crop. 
The RF mount converted lenses cost $499 plus tax. That's in uh, euros for the base lens plus $150 plus tax for the conversion. The 35, uh, that's for the 50 millimeter. The 35 costs 637 euros plus tax for the base lens plus $150 plus tax for the conversion. The RF mount converted lenses join the existing L mount converted Suru anamorphic lenses announced earlier this week. MTF services also convert the widely used Fujinon MK18 to 55T 2.9 and the MK50 to 135 T 2.9 cinema lenses to both RF and L mount, broadening the lens options available to users. Both lenses are available to order immediately from authorized MTF service dealers or MTF services. So this is some exciting news for cinematographers. Again, it gives you more options in RF mount lenses to use both with the RED cameras as well as with the Canon EOS C70 cinema camera, which recently released. So definitely some exciting news for filmmakers out there. Next up, the Canon Cinema EOS C200 Mark II will arrive in April. This is a CR3 level rumor, which means I believe almost completely confirmed. Uh, Canon will be updating the Canon Cinema EOS C200 in or around April ahead of NAB 2021. The new camera will share some things with the Cinema EOS C300 Mark III. The Cinema 2 C200 Mark II specification, same sensor as the EOS C, uh, C300 Mark III. Raw recording, 4-bit, uh, 422-10-bit, 4K 60p, 2K 120p, more a unibody design than the modular design of the C300 Mark III, and there will be more to come as Canon Rumors gets more information. Next up, hot deal. Canon EOS RP for $687 and the EOS R for $1223 and more. The Canon USA store is having a huge sale on refurbished gear. Below is what is available for the Canon full frame mirrorless lineup. Canon mirrorless bodies, the EOS R body for $1223. The Canon EOS R with the 24 to 105 F4 LIS USM, $1911. The Canon EOS RP body only for $687. The Canon EOS RP with the 24 to 105 F4 LIS USM for $1453. And the Canon EOS R5 body for $3899, currently listed as in stock. Canon RF lenses, the RF 24-240, F4-63 ISUSM for $475. The Canon RF 24-105, F4L ISUSM for $747. Now on the DSLR side, the Canon EOS 5D Mark IV for $1758 and the Canon EOS 6D Mark II for $993. The EOS 80Ds have already sold out. And that is the latest on refurbished items from the Canon USA store. Now, keep in mind, as I've said in previous episodes, Canon's USA store does tend to sell out of refurbished items extremely fast. So if you want to jump on one of these deals, you better do it quickly or they'll all be gone and you'll end up missing out. Next up, Canon is thinking about more lenses like the RF 600 F11 and the RF 800 F11 STMs. Canon's uh, Ken, Kengo Luzek, 
I don't even know how to pronounce his name, suggested recently in an interview uh, <laughs> that Canon is considering more lenses like the RF 600 and 800 F11 STM Super Telephoto lenses. He notes that these types of lenses weren't possible on DSLRs because of the autofocus technological differences between mirrorless and a DSLR. Quote, this lens has a darker F11 opening value, but it can be said that it was born because of the EOS R, which can use high speed and high precision AF, even at such an opening value. Mr. Lu, uh, Les, Lazuka was asked specifically about the possibility of an RF400 F8 STM to complete a trilogy of super small super telephoto lenses it sounded like something he wanted to see by saying it would be nice to have it completed i think the sales numbers for the 600 and 800 f11 will determine if canon continues with these lenses as they did take a bit of a gamble investing development dollars into something we haven't really seen before and you can read the full interview at the link uh, to this article which i'll include in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself and now, last up from Canon Rumors for this week. Canon USA confirms employees, both past and present, affected by the August ransomware attack. Uh, Canon understands the importance of protecting information. We are informing current and former employees who are employed by Canon USA Inc. and certain subsidiaries, predecessors, and affiliates from 2005 to 2020, and those employees, beneficiaries, and dependents of an incident that involves some of their information. This notice explains the incident, measures we have taken, and steps you can take in response. We identified a security incident involving ransomware on August 4th, 2020. We immediately began to investigate. A cybersecurity firm was engaged, and measures were taken to address the incident and restore operations. We notified law enforcement and worked to support the investigation. We also implemented additional security measures to further enhance the security of our network. We determined that there was an unauthorized activity on our network between July 20th, 2020 and August 6th, 2020. During that time, there was an unauthorized access to files on our file servers. We completed a careful review of the file servers on November 2nd, 2020 and determined that there were files that contained information about current and former employees from 2005 to 2020 and their beneficiaries and dependents. The information in the files included the individual's names and one or more of the following data elements, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, or government-issued identification number, the financial account number provided to Canon for direct deposit, electronic signature, and date of birth. We wanted to notify our current and former employees and their beneficiaries and dependents of this incident and to ensure them that we take it seriously. As a precaution, we have arranged for them to receive a complimentary membership to experience IdentityWorks credit monitoring service. This product helps detect possible misuse of an individual's information and provides the individual with identity protection services. IdentityWorks is completely free to the individual and enrolling in this program will not hurt the individual's credit score. If you are a current or former employee or the beneficiary or dependent of a current or former employee and would like more information on IdentityWorks, including instructions on how to activate your complimentary membership, please call our dedicated call center for this incident at 1-833-960-3574. 
For more information on additional steps you can take in response, please see the additional information provided below. And I'm not going to continue with the last sections of it. Um, you can read those for yourself. I'll, of course, include all of this information in the show notes for this episode. It is sad that this happened to Canon USA, and hopefully they are successful in preventing these kind of data breaches in the future so that their employees and their customers' information stays safe and secure. All right, next up, let's move on to Nikon rumors. Next up, Sigma rumored to start making mirrorless lenses for Nikon Z mount in 2021. My last post about the first third-party autofocus mirrorless lens for Nikon Z mount from Biltrox triggered a tip from a good source indicating that Sigma will also start making mirrorless lenses for Nikon Z and Canon RF mounts in 2021. In an interview back in February, Sigma was still not sure if they would produce lenses for the mirrorless Z mount. Tamron unofficially confirmed that they will be making mirrorless lenses for Nikon Z mount. Of course, all the above is just rumors for now, and plans can be delayed or canceled given the current world situation and photo industry slowdown. The Sigma lens rebates and many of the Black Friday deals will be expiring tomorrow, which is today. Those deals will expire on December 7th, 2020 at 11.59 p.m., right before midnight tonight. So if you want to get in on any of those deals and rebates, you better go ahead and make the move. Pull the trigger now and give them your money. Next up, the Viltrox 85mm f1.8Z full-frame autofocus mirrorless lens for Z-mount. The 85-1.8Z, as it will be known, will be announced on December 10th, priced at around $350. The previously rumored lens uh, for Nikon Z-mount will be announced on December 10th and will be available for pre-order at the Viltrox online store. If I am not mistaken, this would be the first third-party autofocus lens for the Nikon Z-mount. The new lens should have the same optical construction and autofocus motor as the Sony FE version. The price of the lens will be 2299 RMB, or around 350 US. Compare it to the Nikkor Z85mm f1.8 that is currently priced at $697 after a $100 rebate. In the U.S., Viltrox lenses are sold at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. You can use coupon code NikonRumors for 10% off at the official Viltrox online store. Viltrox already has a 20mm f1.8 full-frame mirrorless lens for Z-mount, now in stock at Amazon, but you can get it cheaper directly from Viltrox. A promo video of the lens can be found on Weeboo. And there are some impressive images here in the article, which, of course, I will share in the show notes so that my listeners can check it out for themselves. Next, Nikon U.S. rebates for December. Here is the full list of the Nikon U.S. rebates for the month of December on Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. Nikon mirrorless Z-mount lenses available at all three sellers. The Nikkor Z14-30 F4S. Original price $1296.95. Rebate is $200. New price is $1096.95. The Nikkor Z20mm F1.8S. Original price $1046.95. $100 rebate brings it down to $946.95. The Nikkor Z24 F1.8 S 996.95 with a $100 rebate brings it down to 896.95. 
the Nikkor Z 24-70 F2.8S. Normal price $22.96.95 has a $300 rebate bringing it down to $19.96.95. The Nikkor Z 24-70 F4S refurbished is $8.96.95 with a $200 rebate bringing it down to $6.96.95. The Nikkor Z35 F1.8S, normally $846.95, has a $150 rebate, which brings it down to $696.95. And the Nikkor Z50 F1.8S, regular price $596.95, with a $100 rebate, you can get it for $496.95 for the month of December. Next on the Nikon DSLR F-mount lenses, available from the same three sellers, Adorama, b and and Amazon, the Nikkor 10-20 F4.5-5.6 GVR is $30 off, which brings it down to $276.95. The Nikkor 16-35 F4G EDVR has a $100 rebate, bringing that down to $996.95. The Nikkor 24 f one8 GED has a $70 rebate, bringing it down to $676.95. The Nikkor 24-70 F2.8 GED has a $150 rebate, bringing that lens down to $1,446.95. The Nikkor 28-300 F3.5-5.6 GED VR Alphabet Soup has a $100 rebate, making the final price $846.95. The Nikkor 35mm F1.4G has a $150 rebate, bringing the price down to $1546.95. The Nikkor 35mm F1.8G ED has a $50 rebate, bringing the price down to $476.95. The Nikkor Micro 40mm F2.8G has a $30 rebate, bringing the price down to $246.95. The Nikkor 70-200 F2.8E FLED VR Alphabet Soup has a $450 rebate, bringing the final price down to $1896.95, and the Nikkor 85 F1.8G has a $50 rebate, with the final price being $426.95. Now, uh, for mirrorless cameras, the Nikon Z50 plus the 16 to 50 millimeter is $896.95 after a $100 rebate. The Nikon Z50 plus the 16 to 50 and the 50 to 250 has a $250 rebate, bringing the price down to $1,096.95. The Nikon Z5 body only has a $200 rebate. The Nikon Z5 plus the 24 to 200 has a $200 rebate. The Z5 plus the 24 to 50 has a $200 rebate. The Nikon Z6 body only has a $400 rebate. The Nikon Z6 plus the 24 to 70 also $400 rebate. The Nikon Z6 plus 24 to 70 refurb has a $600 rebate. The Nikon Z6 HDR filmmaker kit has a $400 rebate. The Nikon Z6 deluxe kit has a $400 rebate. The Nikon Z7 body only, $300 off. The Nikon Z7 plus 24 to $70, $300 off. The Nikon Z7 plus 24 to 70 refurb is $400 off. The Nikon Z7 plus Pro monitoring kit is $620 off. And the Nikon Z7 deluxe kit is $300 off. On the DSLR side, the Nikon MBD16 battery grip is $200 off, and the new price is $136.95. The Nikon D5600 plus the 18 to 140 is $100 off. The Nikon D7500 plus the 18 to 55 and the 70 to 300 is $200 off. 
The Nikon D750 body only is $200 off. The 750 with the 24 to 120 is $200 off. And the 750 plus the Pro Monitoring Kit is $420 off. Most all of these rebates will expire on January 3rd of 2021. So you're going to want to jump on these as soon as possible. Next up, Nikon D5, D850, D500 DSLR cameras now support CF Express memory cards through a firmware update release. Back in October, I reported that the promised TF Express memory card firmware updates for the Nikon D5, D850, and D500 DSLR cameras would be released by the end of 2020. Well, here they are. Enjoy. The Nikon D5 firmware update version 1.40 added support for Type-B CF Express memory cards. For more information, see the Nikon support website for your country or region. Users can now choose the band 2.4 or 5 GHz for the host SSID when connecting to a wireless network via the WT6 or WT5 wireless transmitter attached to the camera. The band is listed in Connection Wizard Network Select Dialog and Post Connection in the network display. It also fixes an issue that prevented normal shutter release and caused an error to be displayed if all the following conditions were met during shooting in the photo live view. A type E lens and a flash unit such as the SB500 were attached. A shutter speed of 1 500th of a second or faster was selected with autofocus high, uh, high speed sync enabled. Single frame was selected for release mode or self-timer mode was selected with the number of shots for custom settings C3, self-timer set to 1. Now for the Nikon D850 firmware update version 1.20. Added support for CF Express Type B for information see the Nikon website. Change the default for custom setting B6 center weighted average from 0.8mm to 12mm. Fix the following issues. When shooting with a lens aperture ring rotated to a maximum aperture on a non-CPU lens for which lens data has been supplied via non-CPU lens data in the setup menu, the camera would sometimes fail to display the correct aperture value in the monitor or record it to the EXIF aperture value field for photographs taken on mode 2 selected for silent live view photography in the photo shooting menu. When movie live view is output to an external recorder via HDMI, the R and L volume indicators in the camera monitor would show the reverse of the indicators for the HDMI device. A portion of the display would dim during silent photography if all, all of the following conditions were met. On mode one, selected for silent view, live photography in the photo shooting menu, continuous low speed CL selected for release mode, Two frames per second selected for custom setting, D1CL mode shooting speed in the custom setting menu. When a VR lens was attached, the camera would stop responding if all the following conditions were met. Photo live view enabled, shutter speed set to one third S or slower, on selected for long exposure NR in the shooting menu, on series or on single photo selected for HDR high dynamic range, HDR mode in the photo shooting menu, on selected with the lens VR switch. Switch. The Nikon D500 firmware update version 1.30 adds support for CF Express Type B, fixed an issue that caused both the entire frame and background only options for custom setting E3, exposure compensation for flash in the custom settings menu to produce the same results as entire frame during flash photography. Next up, Nikon Z, uh, Nikon Z72 shipping date. 
Here are the expected Nikon Z7 II camera shipping dates according to Nikon Japan and the different retailers. Nikon Japan will be offering it as of December 11th. B&H will have it December 14th. Amazon December 10th. Park Camera UK December 11th. And Calumet DE December 17th. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, the Nikon F6 film SLR camera is now officially discontinued. In October, I reported that the Nikon F6 film SLR camera was already discontinued in Europe. Today, B&H sent out email notifications indicating that they have also listed the Nikon F6 as discontinued. It is also discontinued on Adorama. The Nikon F6 is now also listed as discontinued on the official Nikon Japan website. This was not the case back in October. I am glad I was able to grab a refurbished Nikon F6 last year. And that wraps up the Nikon rumors for this week. We'll take a short break and then we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast. You can visit the homepage for the show at liamphotographypodcast.com for show notes and links. You can call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with questions, comments, or requests for future episodes. If you prefer not to call or text, you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Also, check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, and you can find us on Twitter at LiamPhotoATL. On Twitter, you can tweet the show, just insert the hashtag LiamPhotoPodcast. And now, back to the show. And we are back, and now we'll be moving on to the Fuji rumors for this past week. First up, Fujifilm X and GFX deal continue and new holiday savings. The Fujifilm X and GFX deals continue. Also, stores are constantly updating their holiday deal pages with new deals, so definitely check them out. Holiday deal pages for Amazon US, B&H Photo, and Adorama. Selected holiday savings, pro-grade 64GB UHS-2 SD card save 29%. The Pro-Grade 256GB UHS-2 SD card saved 30%. The Samsung 2TB T7 Touch Portable SSD saved $100. SD card savings, battery power bank savings, XF lens deals, the XF 23mm f1.4 save $150. The XF 16-55 f2.8 save $300. The XF 50 to 140 millimeter f 2.8 OIS WR save 300. The XF 55 to 200 f 35 to 48 OIS save 200. The XF 100 to 400 45 to 56 OIS WR save 500. All of these prices are good at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. On X camera deals, the X-T4 body kits with vertical battery grip save 200. The X-T4 with Atomos Ninja 5 save 200. The X-T4 with Atomos Ninja 5 and more freebie save 294. The X-T3 body only or with any kit lens save 500. The X-T30 body only or with any kit lens save 100. The X-E3 body only or with any kit lens save 200. The XT200 body save 250. The XT200 with the 15 to 45 save 300. The X100V plus free donkey bag or strap 
And all of these deals are a B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon US, with the exception of the X-T4 with the Atomus Ninja 5 Safe 200 is B&H Photo only. The Atomus Ninja, uh, Ninja 5 with the X-T4 and more freebies is only at Adorama. So just to let you know that, I'll share a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. The GFX 50R save $1,000 at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon US. Officially, Fujifilm recommended SD cards, the Toshiba Xeria Pro, the SanDisk Extreme Pro, the Sony SFG, and Lexar Professional 2000X. Officially, Fujifilm recommends power banks are the Anchor PowerCore Speed 20,000 PD and the Anchor PowerCore Plus 26,800 PD. Apple holiday savings, there's a link for that as well. All Fujifilm deals on X cameras, X mount lenses, GFX cameras, and Fujinon G mount lenses have accompanying links, as well as used film gear at Amazon US, Adorama, and BH Photo. And of course, I'll share the link to this article with all of the links in the show notes that my listeners can check them out for themselves. Next up, photography books for Christmas. With the Christmas season approaching, I thought it could be interesting to share some gift ideas gravitating around photography books. Feel free to drop your suggestion in the comments. Overall bestseller on Amazon, Humans by Brandon Stanton. Top-rated trilogy by Henry Carroll. Read this if you want to take great photographs. Read this if you want to take great photographs of places. And read this if you want to take great photographs of people. Thames and Hudson Photophile, a mini collection from names like Bill Brandt, Cartier Brisson, Robert Kappa, Joseph Kudelka, and others. The complete Thames and Hudson Photophile series, Henry Cartier Brisson Photophile, and so on and so forth. Fujifilm-related books as well, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Next up, DPR TV Best and Worst Camera Gear 2020. Love for Fujifilm XS10, fun for X100V, and worst lens, the XF50 millimeter F1.0. But, and this includes a YouTube video from DP Review. They've now published their Best and Worst Gear episode for 2020. They drink hard this year. Congrats to Chris and Jordan for being able to go through all the video. Have fun watching it. Down below are the results. Best lens, Sony 12-24 f2.8 GM. The Sigma 85 f1.4 DG DN Art. The Nikkor Z70-200 f2.8. The Tamron 70-180 f2.8. Best hybrid camera, the Sony a7S 3 The Panasonic S5. And the Fujifilm X-T4. Straight out of the camera, the best video image. Best stills camera, the EOS R5, the Fujifilm XS10, and the Nikon Z5. Most fun stills camera, an honorable mention, the Fujifilm X100V, the Leica Q2 Monochrome, and the Olympus EM1 Mark III. Best trend of 2020, year of telephoto, worst trend of 2020, overheating, worst lens, Fujifilm X50mm f1.0 because it is too soft. 
and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check out the DP review video for yourself. It sounds like it was an interesting one. Now, I haven't watched it yet. I did watch Tony and Chelsea Northrop's 2020 Pixel Awards, and I highly encourage my listeners to check out their video as well, and I'll include a link to their video in the show notes for this episode, as well as the link for this one from DP Review TV. Next up, top awarded Fujifilm XS10 now in stock at BNH Photo. The Fujifilm XS10 is finally in stock at BH Photo. The camera has been declared the best sub 1K camera and runner up camera of the year recently at DP Review. The Fujifilm XS10 is at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Moment, and Focus Camera for $9.99. So that is a great deal for that mirrorless Fujifilm camera, which has been getting a lot of praises in the industry. Next up, breaking new Fujifilm film simulation coming in early 2021. According to our sources, Fujifilm will launch a new film simulation in early 2021. As soon as I get more details, I will let you know here on Fuji Rumors. I recently made a post telling you what's coming from Fujifilm in early 2021. Now you can add the new film simulation to the last list and check out the rest of the list here. And of course, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. My wish, it's hard, but if I had to pick one, I'd go for this one. And let me see what this one is. I'll open up the link real quick. Uh, Kodak Portra 400 Professional ISO 435mm 36 Exposure Color Negative Film, 5 rolls per pack. So apparently the owner of Fujifilm Rumors would like to see this as a film simulation and an upcoming firmware update from Fuji. Will there be even more surprises? Well, just follow Fuji Rumors in the next days, weeks, and months. All I can say now is that we are going to have a lot of fun. And a last for Fuji rumors for this week, Nisi Allure soft filter for Fujifilm X100 series is now available. The Nisi has a, uh, X100 Allure soft filter has been officially released by Nisi. Nisi Allure soft filter series is available at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Nisi Australia. You can also uh, you can get it also for other lenses in the filter sizes of 67, 72, 77, and 82 millimeters. And there are some example images as well that you as well that you can check out. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for my listeners. And finally, for this week, let's move on to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, rumor Sony 35mm f1.4 GM looks very close to the 24 GM, and it's just a tiny bit bigger. A trusted source from Asia saw the new 35mm f1.4 G Master lens and told me this. The new lens is almost the same size as the 24 1.4, just a little bigger and same exterior design as the 24 1.4. Makes sense. Question is, will it still be announced before Christmas or in January or February with the new A9 camera? Next up, Sony announces the RX-02 and A6100 production will stop due to supply issues because of a fire. All right, the AKM Nobica, uh, Nobica fire burned uncontrolled for three days, destroying the factory. The impact across the audio and broader consumer electronics industry, digital image camera, uh, camera manufacturing is yet to be fully understood. 
Sony Japan announced a stop in the production of the RX-02 and the A6100. I don't know if this has been caused by the fire at the factory that supplies the LSI for Sony 2. More about this at insideimaging.com.au, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Next up, check out the special new Sigma quote I lens page. You can see a special page for the new Sigma eye lenses here at sigma-global.com slash en slash lenses slash cas slash special slash i dash series. Pre-order Sigma 24 f3.5, the Sigma 35 f2, and the Sigma 65 f2 at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Focus Camera. And there is an accompanying video that you can check out. So, of course, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can see it for yourself. Next up, Sony Digital Camera WW111327 registration found. Sony now has three new cameras coming soon. Data certification is December 4th, 2020. Company is Sony Corporation. Product name, Digital Still Camera. Version, WW111327 underscore 2.4 gigahertz. Model number, WW111327. Categories, tablets, e-readers, and cameras. Subcategory, still camera. Nokashita has spotted another camera registration with that code, the WW111327. We know there is one high-end camera coming, the A93 possibly uh, soon, and the A74 a bit later. There may be a new RX camera as well. In total, Sony now has three registered codes for yet unreleased new cameras. The WW186333, no G, uh, 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, which suggests this might be an RX camera. We have the WW728473 and the new WW111327. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what might be coming via Nokashita, rumored Sony A93 specs. Sony will launch a new high-end camera in quarter one, 2021, maybe at the January 11 CES show, which is all digital this year. It will be named as an A9X series camera and not an A7X. Not sure if it's an A9S or A93. It has a new 50 megapixel sensor, 8K 30P video confirmed with no overheating. It's still an infant 8K mode, meaning it's not 8K 60, which would be crazy. And there still will be limitations in the quality you can record internally. Other specs similar to the A7S 3 EVF autofocus, and so forth, at least $1,500 more expensive than the EOS R5, but price hasn't been finalized yet. Expect something like $4,999. Next up, extra battery for Sony raises more than $150,000 on Kickstarter. The new extra battery for Sony raised over $150,000 on Kickstarter. This battery has a ton of unseen features like 70% more battery capacity than the Sony battery, USB-C port, charge indicator, additional multifunction port. You can also power your lights with it. To see them all, check out the very long product page on kickstarter.com. And there are some impressive informational Uh, captioned images here that make this look like a really crazy design for a battery, but I have a feeling if this puppy goes into production, it is going to be massively popular 
in the Sony world. And last up for this week, the new uh, Meinke, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right or not, but it's M-E-I-K-E, 50mm f1.2 FE lens is now in stock at Amazon US and EU with, it says, fist $20 discount, not sure what that means, and new review by Mark Adelheff. The new lens is now in stock at Amazon US, Amazon DE, Amazon UK, Amazon Italy, and Amazon France. The first review has been posted by Mark Edelheff. The Mikey 50mm f1.2 at 300 euros is a nice 50mm that, that you will choose for its dreamy atmosphere at f1.2 and for the possibility to get tack sharp images as of 2.8. Compared to traditional 50mm f1.4, it will give you a smoother background blur at all apertures, but will maybe be a little bit less sharp at f1.4 versus 50 millimeter 1.4 competitors and i'll include a link to this article in the show notes so my listeners can check it out for themselves and that wraps up the news and rumors for this week remember to check out the liam photography podcast facebook group it is a private group and you must answer a security question to join which is named the host of the show myself liam and i've also opened it up to allow you to give the names of a previous guest on the show uh, which will also get you in and prove that you're a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work to the group. If you would like creative critique of your images, you can post them with the comment CC please, and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. Now, I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the GFX 50R, you can request to join that group but you do have to answer two security questions. The questions are, do you own or plan to own a GFX 50R and what style of photography do you shoot primarily? You can find my work at www.liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my project at www.forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and the first book in the series, The Northwest Counties, is now available. All right, so this is going to wrap up episode 110 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And also remind you that as that little blurb there mentioned, my tail end plugs, the first book is now available at Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble. So check it out, pick yourself up a copy, or maybe buy it for that history or photography buff in your family it'd make a great christmas present and it's at a great price of only 23.99 if you want a signed copy you can go to my website liamphotography.net and click on the link to order it from the online my online store and for 30 dollars plus shipping you can get a signed copy that is it everybody and i will see you all again in another six days since i was a day late this time for another episode